All right, welcome to another podcast from the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Hope you guys are having a great day. I am super pumped because we got Joe, my man, Crane, Joe Crane, okay? Not insane, but the Crane. And uh, we're going to be getting into a three-part series here, guys. First one we're going to talk about is the three pillars from Prof for Contractors that every contractor has to follow in this order. I'll explain to you on the uh, podcast number one. And it's the first one's time and team. Next one's profit and cash flow. Third one is marketing and sales. We're going to show you guys how Joe was able to free up a shitload of his time, like 20, 30 hours. Easy, how you can do the same thing. How he cranked up his profits and, and, and his cash flow on part two. And part three is how he was able to create a sales system, that like an undestructible sales system beyond himself to take things to the next level. So listen, guys, if you, you know, like us, you know, subscribe. If you want to get some more help, you want to raise your hand and really be a champion CEO because that's what champion CEOs do. Um, either through us uh, or somebody else, but if it's through us, uh, you can book in for a chat below and we'll see you guys on the flip side. Again, another no bullshit podcast for contractors. Catch you on the flip. Ciao. Until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as tradespeople, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class, they call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question really is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom. I'm Andrew Houston. I'm gonna show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. All right, everybody, welcome to another podcast here. I got my man, Joe Crane. Joe is going to give us some insights on how he's improved his profits, how he's been able to get control of his team. And we're going to go under the hood. We're going to give you guys, like I talk about, tips, tricks, and the tools, um, like the insights on, on how you guys can get the similar results, uh, maybe get better results. I don't know. But uh, we're going to be talking about the real deal. Uh, that's why it's called the No Bullshit Podcast for, for Contractors. So welcome to today's podcast. Joe, my man, where, yes, are you, uh, where are you getting dialed in from, bro? I'm in Washington, D.C. Sweet. So, just south, 20 miles south. Yep. Just 20 miles south. That's awesome. So, I mean, everybody listening in, um, just to see whether or not this is the right place for you to be. I think people's time, you know, people talk about, oh, you know, everybody's time is valuable and what have you. But, but I mean that. You know, I take that seriously. So I don't want you listening on this podcast, okay, if you, you fall into any of these categories. Um, you know, if you're not serious about taking action on things, you know, if you're using this, this is some harsh stuff, man. That's why it's called, again, the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. If you're using this just as like an adrenaline fix, you know, like a junkie to just listen and not do or not, you know, take any of this advice and, and change your life, change your business, this probably is not the right place for you, okay? Um, if you're serious about making change, if you, if you want to listen to no bullshit strategies that you guys can use and apply, then you're at the right place. And, and if you're all about making things better for you, your team, your clients, stick with us. If that doesn't apply to you, okay, get off the bus, baby. So, Joe, let's talk a little bit about you, bro. Um, you know, we're going to be covering off today the importance of meetings, how these meetings can help 
you know, a business significantly. We're going to be talking about the mere fact that, and, uh, you know, I, I want to get right into hearing about your business. So let's get into that around the mere fact that you weren't even a contractor getting into this, right? True. Yeah, that's right. When I first got into construction, that's right. So I never had a look under anybody else's hood. I never saw how any sort of construction company was ever run. I just got into construction. Well, like, why would you, why, like, I mean, everybody listening in, if, you know, everybody listening to this is probably a contractor, okay? Uh, right. you, everybody's probably listening going, what are you, nuts? Like, what, wh why would you do something so crazy, dude? Right? So, Joe, like, like what made you want to get into that? Like, uh, It was an accident, really. Um, I got a business development job to go to Sudan. Uh, now it's South Sudan these days. And I was an IT guy at the time, but I was, I've always been good at government business development. And so I landed in South Sudan in 2007 and uh, working for another company just on business development. And within six months, I had him a $50 million book of business on construction. We were supposed to be there for other things, but it happened to be in construction. And they were kind of dropping a ball in a couple areas. So I kind of went from business development to operations and kind of learned the construction industry kind of from the executive side. Um, and I've never really been a great employee. I've always kind of had my own business. So I was there for maybe eight months and then started my own construction company. Cause I figured if they could do it, then I could do it and ran construction projects all over Africa from 2008 through 2014, Liberia, South Africa, Sudan, Somalia. And, and really, uh, like, you know, people say I traveled the world. You're like, yeah, man, I, I'm, I've I been there, done that in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So. Then I started this company in 2017 after things kind of fell apart uh, over there for a variety of reasons. Uh, I was in Liberia during the Ebola epidemic, so this isn't my first pandemic, baby. Right, um, love it. And uh, yeah, so I, I started this from scratch without ever having built anything in the US. I got my general contractor's license and uh, really started this business to um, almost as a, as a hobby because I didn't know what to do. So I was just going to do some small projects and see if I could make a little bit extra scratch and things grew pretty quickly and grew out of control pretty quickly, which is one of the reasons I called you. And when did I call you? Uh, I think late last year. Yeah, that's right. Or early this year. Yeah. I forget exactly. I think it was when. both. I mean, you reached out, had a call, I think late last year, but then, yeah. you know, we were seeing, again, one of the things guys is uh, I'm going to emphasize whether you get help from us at Prof for Contractors, uh, whether you get help through this podcast um, and taking the tips and tricks and, and strategies and applying them. Um, whether you get help from somebody else, the word help, it, it, that's the right, that's the right word. Okay. So that's the word of the day, you know, like remember Sesame street, right? Like this is the word of the day, right? We're going to deal yeah, with absolutely. words that start with age, right? So, right. so the word it's that starts with age. I, I reached out to you guys for help too. too is I'm big into running. I run ultra marathons and I hired a coach probably three years ago to help me with my ultra marathon game. And it helped me so much. I kind of had one of those dummy moments where it's like, dude, if you got that much help and that much better performance running ultra marathons, why aren't you doing the same for your business? Uh, Cause I read a lot, you know, and you can get a lot of information from books, but when you can get real time feedback uh, from someone that's in the trenches doing the same thing you're doing, it, it gives a different, a, a different feeling to the advice that you're getting from just seeing it, in black and white. Um, and that was one of my goals that I set like probably about a year ago. 
was to, you know, find a coach specifically in the construction industry to help me figure out those things that I never learned because I didn't grow up, uh, you know, looking at somebody else's business, you know, really starting from scratch. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's get, let's get rock and rolling into, uh, like, I, I always like to look at, you know, sort of the, the, the before the during, you know, or, you know, the, the past, the present and the future, right? Like let's, let's, right. let's look at that. Right. And, you know, I was, I was just thinking about the Sesame Street again, the letter H. I, it's like you're one side of the fence. And I know this sounds extreme, but let's think about this, guys. Joe's going to talk about where things were at beforehand. And, and Joe, okay, and, I, and, I, and I'm giving everybody the benefit of the doubt. I think most contractors are pretty smart people, okay? Um, but it's either help or hell, right? It's not like, it's like if you, if you get help, okay, man, it thinks, things are going to improve. If you don't get that mindset of reaching, raising your hand for help and, and coming to grips you know, putting that pride aside and going, I don't know it all, you know, um, then eventually it, be, it, in my opinion, it, instead of help, it becomes help. So, right. so Joe, like, let's talk about some of the challenges that you had. I mean, you're super smart cat. Um, and I can also tell Joe, Joe uses bigger words than I do, everybody. Okay. And I mean that seriously, They're like Joe, I can tell you got a high IQ, dude. It's, it's awesome. But with I've high, got that forty thousand dollar degree in English, you know, I got to use it all up. There you go. For, I'll sell it to you for, for cheap. If you like it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, with that being said, what were some of the challenges that you were having, you know, prior to coming on to, you know, getting help with uh, profit for contractors? What were some of the things you're struggling with? I would say one of the biggest things was like not knowing what I didn't know. Uh, to use Donald Rumsfeld's words, you know, there were too many unknown unknowns. Um, mm. and one of the big things that helped me early on is I forget how long it is. It's five or six pages that shows, you know, what, a what an ugly contracting company looks like. And it runs you through five stages. And I've kind of used that because what I'll do is I'll go broad about once a month and look at a bunch of different areas of the business. And then we'll focus in and go really, really, really deep on one area. And then we go broad and deep again, because, the PF, there's a big PFC library. It's it's in three different areas. Um, you know, we went super deep on marketing. Okay, so let me just I, let me just pause yeah, for I'm a second. Sorry. Let's yeah. pause. Uh, like what I like to do. What's been happening on these sessions? Uh, maybe some of you like it. Maybe you don't. Sorry, man. It's my podcast. I get to do whatever the fuck I want. Right. right. Is is I want to put some structures to this for everybody. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm going to provide structure to Joe, and that's going to give a structure to how Joe's answering the questions. And there's a certain order. So if you're driving along, don't do this, okay? Uh, take mental note of it, go back to it, write it down. But here's the three core pillars, okay, to every contracting company, and that's what Joe was referring to, by the way. There's three core pillars, and they go in this order. I'm gonna be really quick and short to the point, and I'll tell you why they're in this order, and then I'm gonna be asking Joe, you know, what were some of the struggles in, you know, in each of these areas so that you guys got structure, you see the importance of it, and we go from there. Does that sound like plan, Joe? Yes, uh... Awesome. All right. The first one, everybody, is time and team. Okay. The very first pillar that you've got to get control of is time and team. Now, now why time and team? Okay. I'm going to tell you that in just a second, but just believe me, it's time and team. And I'll prove it to you. The next section you got to look at is just profits and cash flow. Okay. There's a reason it's in, in that order as well. The next one is marketing and sales. So you might go, no, Andrew, I get challenged by this all the fucking time. Andrew's marketing and sales. No, Andrew's probably like, okay, here we go. 
it's time and team because guys, no matter what tips and tricks, no matter what insights we give you, no matter what we show Joe or what Joe's learned on the profits and cash flow side or the marketing and sales side, I don't give a shit if it's gold under his feet. If he doesn't have the time and gets control of his time to actually implement and do this stuff, it means nothing. Okay? Now, if he doesn't do that, his team sure as shit is not going to be doing it because they're not going to follow somebody that's is not congruent with what they teach. What do you say to that, Joe? True? Absolutely. Okay, next one is profits and cash flow. Why profits and cash flow versus marketing and sales? Come on, Andrew. All the books say you gotta do marketing and sales. You gotta do marketing and sales. Yeah, you know what's funny about marketing and sales? If you don't know if you're pricing your fucking jobs profitably, if you're not gonna ensure that you're gonna collect your cash, uh, you can get all the business you want uh, and, and you're gonna market yourself out of business. So profits and Absolutely. cash flow come next. Right, Joe? Absolutely. Okay, beauty. Next one, marketing and sales. Now that you got better control, not absolute, but better control of your time, better control of your team, and guess what? Your team, guys, oh, I'm a one-man show. All right, you got suppliers? That's, your that's part of your team. Customers? It's part right. of your team. Okay, right. Whether or not you actually have employees, okay? So time and team, we get control of that. Then we learn the principles around profits and cash flow. We can get focused in on making sure we're pricing our jobs profitably, specific to your overhead and all these other things, okay? Make sure we're collecting the cash. And then we can apply that into the marketing sales so that we know that we're marketing to the right people that are willing to pay us what we're worth and what we need and are not going to use this as tire kickers or freaking banks. Good, Joe? Right. Yes, sir. Okay, man. Let's do it. Time and team. What were some of the challenges? And by the way, as Joe's going through this, write notes down. Write this shit down, man. Okay, and again, if you want to get more help, more insights, you can join a fucking awesome group. I think the Contractor Tips group, that might have been the group he joined prior to coming into the Champion yeah, CEO I, group, I right? Think you're right. Yeah, because that's, that's the free Facebook, Facebook group. You got it. Yeah. I think we got yeah, seven yeah. or 8,000 people, contractors in there. So, right. hey guys, uh, I think there might be some other people that are going through what you're going through that they might have some insights. I don't know, seven, 8,000? Right, 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 right. Yeah, pretty cool. So, Joe might be going deeper into certain areas here, guys. That's okay, because every business has got problems at different levels in, in each of these different areas, okay? So, let's talk about time and team, Joe. What were some of the challenges you had prior to PFC with time and team? Uh, I think I made the mistake that a lot of people do, which is you, you find smart people to work for you, and you just assume that, you know, hey, I'm going to throw so-and-so on that job, and just, you know, he's smart enough to figure it out. And, you know, the problem with that is, is the communication between subs, clients, employees, it all falls apart. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's the, it's my fault for doing that. So we kind of implemented two different things from the PFC program or doctrine, whatever you want to call it. Um, one is a meeting structure and another is a, a series of checklists. Um, so at the meeting structure, you know, every morning the guys know we're going to, we're going to talk at 645 and we're going to outline them. for the What's it called, day. Joe? Uh, daily, daily huddle. huddle. Right. So there's daily. Well, let's just go, let's just highlight the three so we don't get too too. You know, like because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to overload. There's the Monday morning meeting. There's the daily yep. huddle, and there's the Friday reflection. Right. Yep. Okay. By the way, um, you guys join that contractor tips group. Join it or not, doesn't matter to me honestly. Okay. Um, we actually give out that tool. Okay. It's called the top. Write this down, everybody. It's the top five money making meetings. Okay, you can just say the top five, go in the fucking group. If you get it, you know, you got a couple of questions that have to be asked because we don't want, as my dad would say, Wally's, wankers or, you know, whatever in there. So we want people that are part of, uh, you know, the give and take equally, right? So um, 
Ask for that tool, top five money-making meetings. We'll give it to you. It's got what Joe's talking about, all broken down, the agendas, everything. But let's talk about right. why the – let's start with right at the beginning of the week. Why is it called the Monday morning meeting, Joe? Uh, because that's the meeting where you line out what the schedule is for everybody for the entire week. For the entire week. Okay. It takes about an anywhere from 45 to 70 minutes, depending on how busy you are and how many issues are coming up. Beautiful. Okay, so what were some of the issues that you were having that beca- because you didn't have that Monday morning meeting in place? Like, what were some of the things that were happening? And maybe come back to what you said earlier about assuming, you know, people are doing what yeah, it is. It's hard to point to a particular issue, but it just, there's, it's a, just a general level of frustration in the business because nobody knows what's going on. And it's not because I'm hiding things, it's just because they aren't being communicated properly. And when you've got everybody on the same page and everybody knows what the story is and they know that, you know, if it's a big issue, they've got the boss on a phone every Monday morning. And, you know, if they've got minor issues, they've got the boss on a phone guaranteed 645 every morning. Um, It's cut my phone calls from guys down. I don't even know what the percentage would be because, you know, I would have a guy call me 10 times in a day because he's trying to check up on this, trying to check up on that or whatever. And those phone calls during the day, I might get one, two, maybe three during the day. But many days I go a full day without hearing from my guys because they've already had all their questions answered and everything's already been lined out on Monday morning. Okay. I, I got I got to highlight something here, Joe. Okay. And again, Joe doesn't know what the hell I'm going to ask him, everybody. Okay. This is why it's the no bullshit. This could backfire on me. I, I mean, could. I don't know. I can <laughs> bring it on, baby. Bring it on. Guess what? Then, then, then is it? Then maybe I'll get another coaching session. Yeah, they, they, exactly. The exactly. That's Sorry, right. you broke up there, Joe. Just, I'm just joking. So here's the funny <laughs> thing. Here's a question for you, Joe. Everybody else listening in. Okay. As a contractor, do you get, Joe, Every week, the exact same jobs, the exact same quantity, the exact same type. Do you get that every single week? Uh, it would be nice if I could. Yeah, but that's not the reality. So right. pay attention. What's my point with that question? If the jobs are not exactly the same, if it's not like catching cans off a goddamn factory floor, off a production line, which it's not, guys. Contracting changes, different clients, different expectations, different jobs, different materials. Right, guys? It's fucking complicated. There's a lot of stuff to be done. Then why in God's name do we <laughs> not take the time to set out what defines a win and a loss for the week if it's changing every single week? Doesn't make sense, does it? Like, right. How could Joe expect the crews... Even if he's the best guys with the best attitude, with the best skill set, like the best of the best of the best, right? Like, what's it, men in black, right? We are the best of the best, right? Right. It, It wouldn't matter if he had the best of the best of the best. If you don't set the expectations on a weekly basis, since the weeks are changing, you can't expect, and to tell your team what defines a win and a loss, how would they ever know what that is? Exactly. There, there are no bad teams, only bad leaders. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now that have been like, you know, I've hired a 50 guys over the past three years and they're all just a bunch of losers. And I don't know why I can't find any good people. Well, maybe, maybe you need to go to the bathroom and have a one man meeting. Look at the guy in the mirror and figure out, you know, what he needs to change because I guarantee you did not have 50 bad people 
it's the guy in the mirror that's jacking things up and you just got to get it right. Bro, I love it. You know, I heard from a mentor of mine one time. Um, he's a really smart person. Great mentor. And, and she says, Andrew, you, you, Andrew, you're getting what you deserve. Like, what are you talking about? You're getting what you deserve. You, you're, you're only going to build a team, right? The team will only be as strong as the leader. And they'll only become as strong as the leader is willing to become. By the way, that was my mom. Okay? <laughs> Interesting, right? Here I am complaining. Yeah. She's like, hey, hey, you, you're the problem. Right? Are, right. Are, how are you communicating? How are you talking to these guys? I'm like, well, yeah, you're yelling at them. How's that fucking working out for you? Right. It was okay when you had one job site, Andrew, and you were the foreman and the owner, and you had a couple of guys underneath you because you're there all the time. Yep. But, Andrew, there's no way you can run all these automation lines, and you can't be everywhere. Like that's not, Now you have to become a manager. You need to know how to manage these people. Then you need to know how to lead these people. It was a that's kick right. in the teeth, but it was, it's the real reality, right? So, so you got these Monday morning meetings. You got structure to it. And by the way, everybody, folk, everybody on this call, this isn't a Monday morning meeting where, where, where we involve every single department of the company. No, this is about right now the people that really that – everybody in the company has some form of you know, um, ROI to a company, obviously, okay? But when it comes to like the rubber meeting the road, it's your tradies, right? It's your, it's your, it's your guys out there doing the work, right? If they can't get that done properly, right? It doesn't matter anything else. You're fucked. <laughs> You're screwed, right? So, so Joe, we, you know, we have this Monday morning meeting. It's focusing on the cruise. Um, well, I, I would say also that like I have my Monday morning meeting with my supers, they then Ooh. have a Monday, or I'm sorry, uh, a daily huddle with their guys. Right, exactly, so, exactly. Like my middle managers, in a sense, have two daily huddles, one with me and then one with their guys. So everybody in the company gets a daily huddle where they're lining out their day, any issues, materials they need, whatever is handled in that daily huddle. Love it. So understand, guys, like if you look at cadence, right? So we've set the tone for the week. Guys, here's what's a win. Here's a loss. Here's what we're up against, Right. Now Joe's doing what's called the, 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 the daily huddles, which is like just a touch. It's not the same length. It doesn't need to be the same length. It's like, hey, man, you got what you need for today? You good? Got any questions? Guys, think about how many freaking of those texts that that eliminates for you and how much it eliminated for you. Right, Joe? Absolutely. Right. Yep. And he's teaching his team, right? I, lo I love how you corrected me there in the sense of like you're, you're teaching your you're, you're, you're teaching your man, your managers how to lead their own crews. Right. Which is huge, right? Right. Because if you go through and you just tell your guys like, hey, I need all my supers to have a meeting with everybody every morning and you line out what they're supposed to do. But you don't do it with them. You're not setting the example. So now I've set the example. They see how valuable it is because they don't have to talk to me 15 times a day. And now they've it's just part of their habit structure to where, you know, they're doing it with their guys. I love it. Okay. And then we got the Friday reflection because I want to, I want right. to, you know, spend maybe another couple of minutes on the time and team side and then let's move into profits and cash flow and then the marketing sales. Sound mm -hmm. like plan. Okay. So sure. Friday reflection, what's the Friday reflection about? That's where we talk about what went well, what didn't go well. Uh, I was in the army. We called them after action reviews. You know, you, you look at it and you say, you know, this was our plan. This is what happened. Here's the end state. And that could be, a part of a big job because we do a lot of big jobs. We're working on a nine hundred thousand dollar building for the metro right. What now. kind of work so, do you do, by the way? I don't think. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. 
Yeah, so we are a general contractor, but we're very heavy on concrete and masonry work. So we typically, like if you want a new house built or a new kitchen, hey, we're not your guy. You know, that that's not what we do. But like we do a lot of U.S. government work, a lot of work for the state of Virginia and Maryland. Uh, you know, so like the metro work we're doing, we're taking electrical buildings that they have and we're, we're building those and then handing them over to the Sparkies. Uh, we do we're, we started the residential work. We'll talk about this probably later when you get to the marketing yeah. side. You know, so we're driveways, patios, structural repair, uh, things of that nature. Cool, man. Awesome. Okay, so so Friday reflection. You reflect on on how did the week go? You know, what went right. well, what went not so well, right? Now I'm going to yep. tell you guys this. Okay, anything else you want to say in that, Joe? Uh, but why no, is that no. so valuable? We've taken it a bit further, I think, than what you started as. So we look at we look at everything. We look at how operationally it went. How we we go over job. Uh, you call you don't call it job costing. You call it back uh, costing. Back costing. Um, Why is that? It's a Canadian you know? thing. You and I will fight over that one of these days. Because um, uh, I call it a budget. You call it. Um, so to me, it's a budget and a job cost. You call it a job cost and a back cost, which is essentially, if we use your terminology, so a job cost is. Hey, it's going to cost me a hundred hours of man time. It's going to cost me a thousand dollars in material, yeah. right? You go through at the end of it and you do a back cost. Yeah. Back cost. And you say, all right, what are the actual man hours? Cause we use boomer for our time. Yeah. Every guy has boomer. They log into it with their phone. They log out with their phone. Uh, it's geosync. So if they forget and they log out, you know, 30 minutes after they left the job site, it'll show us, um, you know, so we can actually get, you know, what the actual hours were that they worked and, you know, we can actually pull together the receipts. So if it's a big job, we might look at a specific part of that job. If it's, you know, a job we did in a week, you know, we'll look at the entire job. But that gives us data to help us bid better and to help us plan better. Okay. This is a big, big principle I want everybody to get. Here you go. You know, if you if you've felt like your weeks, your months, your year, your quarters are like Groundhog Day. Like, fuck, we can't, like, this is just chaos. It's a roller coaster. I can't get this fixed. Guys don't show up. Hey, Joe, right? Like, uh, there's yep. nobody good out there, right? If, if you are, if that's repeating in your brain, if, right, that's the bullshit repeating in your brain. Because here, here's my point on this. What Joe has done is that he's put habits of success and it, this isn't it. This isn't the end all the be all. But guys, if you can't get out of this fucking call that you've got to improve your Monday, uh, you know, have Monday morning meetings. If you if not getting it, then you probably, again, get off the, the get off. This, if you haven't gotten it by now. OK, it's so crucial. You mean I wouldn't go out when I was coaching my son's soccer, my you know daughter's hockey or whatever. I mean, we don't just like, OK, we're just going to show up. I don't know. Whatever the kids want to practice, we're going to practice. No, dude, we got structure. Here's what we're going to cover off, right? Like there's a certain order in which you got to do things. That's Joe's put habits of success. And it's awesome, Joe, that you've done this. Okay. Cause it, as we continue to talk on today's podcast, you're going to see guys that that can, that continues through, right? Habits of success. One of the core habits of success is successful, habitual communication, not Absolutely. good communication every fucking once in a while. No, that doesn't work. Okay. So, so that's one principle, okay, is habitual success and habitual communication, okay? The second point is this. If there is a problem, if there's a leak in your bucket of profit, you've heard that before, right, Joe? 
Yes, sir. Right. If there's a leak somehow, some something wrong in your business, and we look at this like a game of sports, we got 52 innings, 52 weeks. Okay. If you don't fucking take that time to reflect like Joe has to go, wait a second. That happened last week. That happened the week before. Okay, we got a problem. Then you're right. going to always have that problem. But you know what the beautiful thing is? Joe, how many things, like, I don't have to go too crazy with it, but like, how many things actually your own team got to solve on their own? You guys actually solved uh, uh, proactively a problem on a Monday morning meeting you didn't have, you know, like, like you didn't even know you had, unless you had have had that Monday morning meeting to go, holy shit, we didn't realize that. And that solution is now carried on every week. Have you ever experienced uh, that? Yeah. The, the funny thing is, is uh, I would say now that everybody's used to what that schedule is, like when we were in the military, we called it our battle rhythm. You know, you want to you want to deliver pain to the bad guys, right? So you want to push that battle rhythm as hard as possible, and that those meetings set that battle rhythm, right? Now that everybody's used to it, a lot of times one of my guys will say. Hey, I got a problem with X, Y, Z. And before I can even pipe in, somebody else says, oh, dude, you need to call so-and-so. Or, hey, have you tried thinking about this? You know, they're coming up with those ideas and I'm not even jumping in. And you know what? You, not only are you not jumping in, though, the ideas that they came up with, you might have not have even come up with. Absolutely. Right. So, right. You're teaching people how to think. Okay. So, so. Uh, Joe, before we move on the t from time and team, okay, uh, uh, just really quickly talk about that example, the analogy about the like you talk about the infectious, yeah, the virus. checklist. Talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a really good book called The Checklist Manifesto, and it talks. The whole book is about the importance of checklists, and it started off with they kept crashing planes, mm. and the reason planes stopped crashing is because they started putting checklists in cockpits. Well, they moved that to the medical industry, and it's been several years since I've read the book, but there's a specific medical procedure that doctors do, and every doctor can do it. It's very common. I think it's maybe like a heart cath or something. And if a doctor does it without a checklist, there's like a 30% infection rate. Well, they went through, and they, they put a checklist in place, and it might be a nurse that's using a checklist just overseeing the doctor. It might be the doctor himself doing it. It doesn't really matter how it's implemented, only that it is implemented. And whenever they've implemented a checklist to do that specific procedure, the percentage of infection rates went from 30% to zero. No way. So all of, yeah, all of those infection rates were because they missed one step. Now, if pilots and doctors screw up their job, the very simple parts of their job, if they don't use a checklist, what makes you think you're so much smarter than those doctors and the pilots? So implement checklists for all of your regular tasks. Like we have a pre-pour checklist. We have a, a pre-pour day checklist, you know, and it, it just reminds them, oh crap, I forgot about this. And it gives them a chance to fix it because, you know, you also look at like uh, a lot of the Silicon Valley guys wear the same thing all the time. The yep. reason they do that is because you can only make so many good decisions in a day. You, you've got that much capacity. So when you've so now when you've taken that capacity, that capacity of, of have, have I remembered, remembered everything, everything for that poor? You've taken that, you've put it on paper. So now your decision-making abilities aren't focused on what the simple stuff is. You've got that taken care of with the checklist. It's now you can use it for much higher level thinking, and it gives you that time to be proactive on other things that are the one-offs. 
you know, the issues, the problems, you've got more capacity to focus on those because Dude. all your menial tasks are on that checklist. I love it. And, you know, we talk about checklists, you know, great analogy, right? We talk about checklists. We talk about all these different things. But if you look at this from a cultural perspective, if you don't get control of your time and your team, and there's lots of different areas we're not going to get, you know, again, when we, when I do these podcasts, they're under the hood. That means Joe sharing was work for him. Okay. I don't need, we don't need to do a 18 hour freaking podcast. Okay. You know, take the I insights. You want to. Uh, yeah, exactly. Dude. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to do more. Okay. So is this, um, your culture is infectious, whether it's good or bad. Absolutely. Your systems are infectious your systems are shit or they're good and when he talked about the checklist guys understand his meetings are checklist driven he's not they don't yeah, they, they don't they don't absolutely. start with what go ahead joe oh no i'm agreeing 100 they yeah. absolutely are he, he doesn't start you know like if it was a book he doesn't start chapter nine and then goes the one and then goes the third no it goes there's an order why so that they don't so they don't miss anything and that they're habitualizing success and then the other right. beautiful thing is Joe's on fucking vacation. Guess what? They it becomes like muscle memory. Tick 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 right. tick 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 tick. Okay, so guys, that's called that word. One of my favorite words. I love this word. Leverage. I love the word leverage. Okay, forevermore with forever less. Write that down. Forevermore with forever less. That's the little boy that walks up as the fucking guy that's built. Hitting the plates every day, not saying that's bad, but you know, walks up and he's like trying to move this big boulder. And a little kid comes walking along, yeah, like I don't know, 200 pounds lighter, grabs a little block, grabs a piece of wood, and it like a lever, and goes boop, and moves the fucking rock. Yep. Like, what? Right. What just happened there, right? <laughs> so, okay, yeah. time and team, man, super important. Look at you guys on this call, you can become the leaders. Your team can become A players, and A players will protect the A players, especially when you get systems that, are, that allow these A players to be successful. Okay, let's move into profits and cash flow. Tell us a little bit about where were things at from a profits and cash flow perspective, Joe? Uh, my cash flow is dog shit. Um, yeah, I'll just throw that out there. And, and I'm, the I'm trying not to picture because, that, but yeah. Um, it, it's kind of funny you mentioned... Uh, using big words in the beginning because I'll, I'll use some big words now. So what I learned from a very tactical level from your guys, and then I kind of figured out the big word that like MBAs use is, is cash conversion cycle. And what that means is I put out a dollar today and in the commercial industry, I get it back 60 days later. So my cash conversion number is 60. And if you've got a shit ton of cash laying around, you can have a long cash conversion cycle. Um, but mine was terrible. And so we kind of revamped my business model to add residential because now I get a deposit for work. I schedule it two weeks out and then I get paid as soon as I'm done. So it's changed my cash conversion cycle, uh, to pretty close to zero. Mm. And I would say almost to the negative to where I get money in today yes. and I'm paying other bills and I'm able to, you know, move that money around as I need to. Um, there's a really good book that I've recommended called Scaling Up, mm. and they talk about Michael Dell because that's where I learned that totally. word is cash conversion cycle. Yeah. Michael Dell was growing bankrupt. He was growing so fast he was running out of cash. Yeah. His cash conversion cycle was 73. With his CFO, 
they, they did exactly what I did. They figured out, you know, how do you negotiate with vendors better? How do you get deposits? How do you do things like that? Over a three-year period, their cash conversion cycle went to negative 23. They had so much cash in the business that when Michael Dell came back as president of the company, they used the cash inside the business to take the company private. So if you can fix your cash flow problem, which is usually the biggest problem yes, folks have if they're yeah. pricing it correctly, you fix almost everything else. Because if you're paying your vendors in 15 days on a 30-day term instead of 45 like you're doing now, you've just cut out five phone calls from that vendor. You know, okay. And I, I talk about that a lot because you know, if you really want to get deep with something, you've got to focus on it for 90 minutes. And if you get a phone call in that 90 minutes, it can take you anywhere from five minutes to 20 minutes totally. to get your focus back on what you're doing. Totally. So if you want to do as much work in one day as other people do in a week, you've got to block out those times and focus hard on something. So if you've got your employees calling you because they don't know what to do next, you got a vendor calling you because you're a week late on a payment, you know, if you can cut that shit out of your day, you can focus on the high quality things and grow your business without wanting to shoot yourself in the head. So you're working a hundred hours a week. So Joe, you know, when you, when you look at this and again, smart guy, like somebody's to say to you, Oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah. yeah, Joe, Joe, that's obvious. Oh yeah. 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 Joe, I get it. If, If you're the, if I was to ask you like, when you came to Prof for contractor, Contractors, back to asking for help, you, you look at this and you go, I, I go, so Joe, why didn't you just figure all this shit out yourself? Like, I mean, you're a smart guy. Like, what would you say to somebody that's listening to this going, oh yeah, that's obvious. Meanwhile, they're not fucking doing it. Like, how would you, what was the shift in mindset to go? Well, you, you said it, right? You had a coach before. But what was the shift in mindset, though, to, to be able to go, you know what? I'm going to actually ask for money up front. I'm going to do things differently. Because that's not a, that's not an easy thing, is it? Or was it for you? It, it was. And it was more of changing the business model, too. Because I'll get back to the coaching thing that you just said. Because I, I do see a lot of folks that think they got their shit together. And I'm here to tell you, nobody's got their shit together. Because I, did you watch that Michael Jordan documentary yes. Are you kidding on me? ESPN? Oh, my it's God. It's phenomenal. It's, it's a master class on winning and mindset, and coaching, dude. Right? And mindset, everything. Every, you have to watch it three times and take notes. It's phenomenal. Totally, totally you know, Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player. They had a stack of great basketball players. And you hear them talking about their coaches. Because... You know, I, I've used the example also. When I was going through college, um, I needed some extra money, so I got my tractor trailer license. And one thing you learn early on is when you back up that trailer, if you got a guy in a cab with 20 years' experience, you can have a guy out there that's been running a truck for a week, and he can see better what's going on because he's got that outside perspective that the guy in the cab doesn't have. It's true. So I don't care how good you are. I mean, you look at. You know, Ray Dalio, the best investor in the world, he's sitting in the front row of a Tony Robbins conference to this day. That guy doesn't have to work for the rest of his life, but he's always looking to get better. Nobody's got all the answers. You know, when Einstein came up with the theory of relativity, you know, he based all that on 200 years of previous research. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes humans able able to grow grow and to be better better because because nobody's got it all figured out. Um, And I can keep throwing examples. You know, I love it. I love it. On this planet that can build a pencil. Right. You, you look at a pencil, there's so many little parts to it, the mining, 
harvesting the timber, harvesting the lead. How do, how do you get the wood to have that right consistency? Nobody has all their shit together to even put a pencil together from scratch. So what makes you think you're better than Michael Jordan? I'm totally, not. Totally. Are you? Totally. You know? All right, thanks for listening to part one of the three-part series uh, where we are covering off the three pillars of profit. That's right, it's three pillars of profit. Not one, not two, not ten, just three. Um, we covered it off with Joe. Stay tuned. Um, like us, subscribe to us, and uh, again, if you want to get some insights uh, like this, get a customized plan, uh, book in for a chat below, and we'll see you guys in the flip. Ciao.